Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Feed Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, you can make it back to back to back winning days in the podcast. And it's been a long, long, long time since I was able to rattle off three straight days. And it feels good not to be terrible at what I'm doing for once. So let's recap the last two days here on the podcast. On Wednesday, went five and two. Cashed in the Tigers under the one and a half. Cashed in the Marlins under the one and a half. Cashed in the Tigers under the one and a half. Thank you for the votes on Twitter. And thank you for the winner. Hit both newsletter plays. I had the Marlins under the one and a half. Had the D-backs in the first five minus the half a run. Six of those seven plays, by the way, were all plus money. So that kind of helped the bankroll. My two losers, well, wouldn't you know, Alec Manoa gives up a walk and then the blast. Two-run homer, only two runs he gave up. But when you bet the under one and a half, two will do you in. And that cost me the ticket. And then I don't know why I continue to do it. The Baltimore Orioles... And me betting the under just don't go together. Every time I do it, they burn me. And they burn me again on Wednesday, so I lost that ticket. Nonetheless, on Wednesday, I made $74, and I was smiling. Then on Thursday, I come back with another five and two day. I cash in the Brewers under the one and a half in the first five. Kevin Gosman was excellent on Thursday. I cashed that ticket not once, not twice, but three times. I backed it in the newsletter. And you backed it on Twitter. So thank you for the votes and thank you for the winner. And how about that? I put it on Twitter. It's starting to come together, Pepper. That's how I feel. The Twitter vote has hit three straight. And over the course of the long season, the law of large numbers, I still think that Twitter vote's going to come around. It's going to heat up and get to that mean average, at least of my overall handicap here on the podcast. So thank you for that Twitter run. I feel like something good is about to happen. I lose on the Phillies under the one and a half of the first five. Max Scherzer pitched well, but unfortunately, he gave up a crooked number in the first inning, and I lost that ticket. Got lucky probably with the Guardians under the one and a half in the first five. Pablo Lopez waited until the sixth inning to get rocked, so I get to cash the first five ticket. I lose on the Angels under the one and a half in the first five. Unfortunately for me, Bramber Valdez got scratched. He got pushed back to Friday. So I had a pitcher making his first ever start for the Astros. He made it to the top of the fifth inning. Two down, nobody on, had two strikes on the hitter. And wouldn't you know, a solo home run does me in and I lose the ticket. 
Uh, then also in the newsletter, I hit the Twins in the first five, minus the half a run. That was at a plus 110, so that helped the bankroll. Add it all together, I make $51.06. So the last three days, $56.94 to the positive, $74 to the positive, and $51.06 to the positive. That's the type of three-day stretch I like to see. So today, we try to make it number four. Before we get to the card, a little bit of housekeeping here, though. First of all, one of our loyal listeners out there, my good buddy, Toby, he's in Tuscaloosa, Alabama with his family today. They're cheering on Nickel State against the Crimson Tide in college baseball. So Toby and family, I hope you guys have a wonderful time. And if you see Nick Saban, please get an autograph for me. Then number two, I am going to have a special, well, I had a special edition podcast, I guess, to announce that on Saturday, I'm going to do something unique for me. I'm going to do a live Zoom call, share my screen, and go over Better Edge. A lot of you have signed up for Better Edge, but there are several of you that I think should sign up for Better Edge, and maybe it's just the learning curve. It's a little bit different. Do you get to be the book? Are you the player? What do you actually do on Better Edge? I'm going to have a Q&A. Just go through the site screen by screen. If you want to join that on Saturday, please send me a DM, shoot me an email. I'll get you the link for the Zoom call on Saturday, and we can talk about Better Edge. But now. Let's get to the card for Friday. It's an interesting one. There's a lot of good pitching out there. And the last three days, if you haven't noticed, every single wager I made has been to the under. Winning three straight days, am I going to come back with overs today? Absolutely not. We're everything to the under again. We start with the Milwaukee Brewers at the Cincinnati Reds. Corbin Burns goes for the Brew Crew. A 4-4 and record, a 3.68 ERA, and a 1.19 whip. Solid 3.26 ERA on the road this season. Sub-3 ERA on the road in each of the last three seasons. Nighttime ERA is a 2.76 versus a 5.48 during the day. Two starts against the Reds last season. 12 and a third innings, three runs allowed for a 2.19 ERA. Reds batters are a career, 7 for 50 against Burns. That's a 140 batting average. So all of the pitching splits line up for me. The Reds are 19th in OPS against righties. They're 17th in OPS at home. They are a good scoring team at home, 11th best in baseball. It is a good hitter's park. But Burns cashed for me last time out, giving up just one run over seven innings against the Giants. I'm going to back him again tonight. No lines available yet, but I'm going to be on the Cincinnati Reds under the number in the first five. Next up on the card, ooh, I'm a little scared about this one. It's the Oakland Athletics at the Miami Marlins. Edward Cabrera gets the call for the Marlins. A 3-4 and four record, a 5.02 ERA, and a 1.50 whip. Not the normal numbers that I like to back, but I do have my reasons. Seven of his 11 starts have been on the road. The home ERA is much better with a 3.60. He's pitched already at Colorado this year. And the only two starts that he's allowed four runs or more were against the Braves and the D-backs, two top five scoring teams in baseball. He faced Oakland once last season, went eight innings, giving up no runs on just two hits. His career batting average against is a 206. He has good stuff when he gets ahead of hitters, just can't get behind in the count and walk them like he tends to do. The A's are dead last in OPS against righties. They're dead last in runs scored per game. Everybody else is making money fading the A's. I want to join the party. Cabrera has yet to give up fewer than two runs in any start this season, but today should be the day 
I'm going to take the Oakland A's under the number in the first five. Next up on the card, it's the Philadelphia Phillies at the Washington Nationals. Zach Wheeler is on the bump for the Phillies, a 4-4 four and four record, a 3.60 ERA, and a 1.14 whip. Last time out, well, it was his best effort of the year, going eight strong innings at Atlanta, a good hitting team, giving up no runs, just three hits, walked one, and struck out 12. Let's not forget Wheeler has had a sub-3 ERA in each of the last three years. He's good. Well, really good. The Nationals batters are a career 15 for 83 against Wheeler, 181 batting average. Last year, he made two starts against the Nats, 2-0 record, 12 innings pitched, one run allowed. The Nationals ranked 23rd in OPS against righties, 23rd in OPS at home, and 26th in runs scored per game at home averaging just 3.64 per game. I'm sold. Give me the Nationals under the number in the first five. Then the final game on the card for you. Oh boy, here we go again. It's the LA Angels at the Houston Astros. So Shohei Otani has been tough on my bankroll this year. Last time out, I lost three units thanks to yet another two-out hit in the fifth to score that second run for the Marlins and beat me. Overall, Otani's good, 5-1 and one record, a 2.91 ERA, and a 0.95 whip. One start against Houston already this season. I lost it. Seven innings, three runs allowed back on May the 9th. Last year against the Astros, Otani pitched 29 in two-thirds innings, giving up four runs for a 1.21 ERA. Houston ranks 21st against righties. They're mid-pack in runs scored per game. I'm a stubborn guy. I refuse to stop back. You know, Tani, I'll take good pitching over good hitting. Give me the Astros under the number in the first five. So some of the pitchers I had to leave off the card on Friday, Glasnow's pitching tonight for the Rays. Valdez is going for the Astros. I backed Valdez on Thursday, didn't pitch, and I dropped him from the card here on Friday. Verlander's going for the Mets. You got Castillo against Gray in the Mariner Ranger game. Kershaw's going for the Dodgers. Logan Webb is pitching at home. I could be back in 10 unders today. I hope I picked the right four games. We'll find out. So let's recap the card for Friday. I'm excited. You can tell that. Three straight winning days gets the juice flowing a little bit in the veins. I'm on the Cincinnati Reds, under the number in the first five against Corbin Burns. I'm on the Oakland A's, under the number in the first five against Edward Cabrera. I'm on the Washington Nationals, under the number in the first five against them. Have fun, and let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.